Welcome to Bleached, a podcast for real-ass hairdressers. I'm Kayla Bosher. And I'm Sid Sharice. And we are Destroy, Destroy the, the Hairdresser. Hairdresser. Radio voice. The podcast for real ass <laughs> Hi, Caleb. Hi, Sid. I'm excited that we finally have our favorite special guest that Woo! we're waiting for. Addison is here from Badlands, and we're excited to introduce her. It's not wasting Badlands time. sounds so cool. Like it sounds like a badass. Yeah, but it sounds like a movie. Like, bro, did you see Badlands? Like that's what I think of every time I hear the name. Like. You really got into character. I know. You did that. <laughs> that just sounds so cool. <laughs> okay, so I'm totally excited to have Addison Martin here. We've been waiting for this. We've been waiting. You guys have been waiting. We've been talking about it for two podcasts now. <laughs> um, we had to cancel on her once. She had to cancel on us once. And now we're all together here in the morning. So welcome, Addison Martin. Hi. Uh, she is the co-manager and educational director at Badland Salon in Brooklyn, New York. So cool. And we actually met you through Drew's Dues. That's true. Who are, it's Drew's. Caleb <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even call him Drew anymore. He calls him Drew's Dues. I, I think name. that's like the most genius name. It's adorable. It. What's your Instagram so people can start looking at you while they're listening? Uh, it is Addison underscore NYC. Mm. Love. That's easy. That doesn't that doesn't flow as much as Drew's Dues. I was surprised but. it wasn't taken. I was so excited. I know. <laughs> Addison's <laughs> A-D-D-I-S-O-N. Correct. Cool. Caleb and I... Names are so hard to spell, like, normally. Oh like, God. they can be easily messed up. Like, everyone not, called, every, every, one person even was like, your business partner, Side, how is she? And yeah, like, they call me Side, how is she? It's weird. It's your alter ego. I know. It's a CYD. <laughs> they get really confused. Yeah, so I'm always, they're like, what's and your I'm name? And they're like, just tell me. And I'm like, I gotta spell it out. I'll just do it myself. Give me your phone. <laughs> you know, it's like, too ridiculous. So, we're excited to have you because you are, you're going to talk to us about a topic that I think all of us need a lot of education on. Which, uh, your salon is a gender, queer, friendly, was that the word? Gender neutral, yeah. gender fluid, yeah. queer friendly salon. Yeah. And as a gay man, I don't even know what some of those yeah. terms mean. Do you? No. And I think that, um, especially living in New York or if people that are listening live in bigger cities or even if you're listening and you live in a smaller town or city, you know, you, these people are still everywhere and we don't know how to, you know, communicate properly or, or use the right words or pronouns or things like that. So what's the PC? What, what do we do? Help us. <laughs> I, mean, I think that the biggest thing for me was realizing that it's not offensive to ask questions yeah. about stuff like and people that. People are so scared to ask people questions. People are so scared. And the thing is, is that it makes people really excited and relieved whenever you just ask them, like, what pronouns do you prefer? Like, yeah. does is it offensive if I say masculine? Is it offensive if I say androgynous? Mm-hmm. You know, like, are any of these words triggering or offensive for you? Like, people are so relieved whenever you ask questions like that. So what is queer, what does queer mean? Queer is just a very general term. Mm-hmm. Queer can mean trans. Queer can mean lesbian. It can mean gay. It can mean bi, you know. So it's almost, it's like almost like an umbrella. It is, a, in the it is definitely an umbrella. Well, cool. for sure. So anytime I'm ever in question of someone's sexuality, I just say queer. Right. Like I, that is huh. something that has just become a staple of my vocabulary. Because I feel like queer used to be kind of a negative term. Yeah, definitely. Like in history. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just, it's a, it's a weird thing. So like when I hear it, cause like it living in Brooklyn, I hear it all the time. I felt the exact same way when I first moved to New York. I never said genderqueer or queer until I moved to New York. I just moved to New York two years ago from Oklahoma City. Yeah. And my first experience with 
uh, even acknowledging pronouns or gendering, as we say, um, different services in the salon was I had an educator come to a salon that I worked at in Oklahoma City, and he was uh, from San Francisco. And he was uh, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he got it. He yeah. Got it. Right. right. Yeah. Well, and this was probably five or six years ago. Right. And um, he was doing his little lecture before we started, like, the practical part of the education program. And I remember asking him, like, what do you – because I knew San Francisco was super expensive. So I was like, what do you guys charge for a women's haircut in San Francisco? And he immediately stopped me. And he was like, we do not gender our services in San Francisco. He's like, do you that. guys still gender your services here? Oh, my god! And I so, was so embarrassed. It was enough. No, like, and, I mean, and immediately from that point forward. But now that you're, you are that person oh, that is educating totally. people, you probably go at it, like, in a different – just, like, education. Like, I want to help you. I want to educate you. Yeah. You know, I think it's, really cool. it's really exciting for me, too, just because – I felt like such an idiot whenever I first started working at Badlands. Like I, I was gendering every single thing and it was so hard to like counteract that vocabulary and replace those pronouns with the appropriate ones. And it was like a huge, like transitional thing for just my, my natural fluid vocabulary. Can you explain to our listeners, um, (laughs) pronouns and um, what that means, because I think using the term pronouns, people are like, what are you talking about? So pronoun is like like he or she or him or her. There are some people that like to be, uh, they refer to themselves as gender neutral. So you use the pronouns like they or them, or you can just say their name. Yeah. Um, they, they prefer to not identify as male or female or masculine or feminine. Um, and then, um, yeah, so I mean, it's just kind of one of those things where, you know, they don't mind if you say, hey, what pronouns do you prefer? And if you say the incorrect pronoun, they're going to correct you. And it's not a big deal. Like the first couple of times that someone corrected yeah. me on their pronouns, I was so mortified. I was so embarrassed. And I remember having a trans client one time that was like, hey, it's okay. Yeah. Like it's not a big deal. Like continue what you were saying. Like you don't have to freak out. I think normally people don't go up to people and say, like that's not the first thing out of your mouth of asking someone what it's pronouns not a do you. Thing. Yeah. Do you go by? You so. But it's it's something that's being more normalized by education. I love that. Like it needs to be normalized for sure. Like it's a really good and comforting feeling to know that you can have an open conversation with someone like that. And it brings you a lot closer together too. You know, I mean, even if they do go by their traditional pronouns, like they probably appreciate you asking them uh-huh. just yeah. to make sure. And the fact that you're acknowledging that you're an ally of yeah. the queer community is also very comforting. I think there are people out there that when they they think that when they learn this or they apply this, that it make it puts them in that, you know, there's people that think that, like, oh, I don't want them to think I am. Yeah. And it's not about that. It's about being an ally. Most Absolutely. people. Yeah, I think it's, it's yeah, I think it, it's really interesting because I was doing that. I did a fashion week last year or last season. I uh, did Hardman, which is a Dutch designer. And it was really interesting because it was all like queer models. And I couldn't tell who was male, who was female, who was trans. Mm, who I would, love that. Someone, <laughs> some were just boys that wanted to be in dresses. Like, I don't, I didn't know what was going on. And I remember thinking to myself, don't fuck this up. Like, you're going to fuck this up. <laughs> and then I just, Don't offend anybody. So I would just, because I didn't know what to do. So I would always, I would always grab their name. Every time I didn't know their name, what's your name? Give me your name. Give me your name. Give me your name. And then Perfect. I would only call, 
I learned, and I don't know names. <laughs> I, I know. knew everyone's name in about five minutes <laughs> because I didn't know what to do. And it was, but it was so fascinating to be around. And it was, and they, and they made you come, like, I, I hate saying it like that, but I felt, they made me feel comfortable and, and they felt respected that I got their name and they made me feel comfortable that I knew their name and they would talk to me more. Like it just, that anxiety melted away once I just I took control like, of a situation I didn't know how to handle. I, I like tried to get people's names just it's as just respect, big, you know, yeah, just like, rather so, than me, like what, that girl over there, that guy over there, her, you know, yeah. like, it's like, I could be like, you know, that's Sarah, Sarah, hand yeah, like brush, you know, <laughs> <laughs> acknowledging that they're a human being. Like yeah, when I'm with, when I'm too. with one client, I'll be like, Oh, excuse me. I, I need to go talk to Kayla for one second. I'll be right back. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you refer to not my client. You I say think their name because they all human. get better at. Yeah, like, totally. Call so, each other your names. Yeah. <laughs> Even saying my client is kind of like yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It's Digital not as personal. Time. Yeah, for sure. I do too. I think it's just habit. Yeah, I but think making it more personal. I think there's definitely something to be said about the whole like just showing an effort that you're trying to be respectful of somebody is huge. Like, I mean, I think that that's part of the reason why the vibe at Badlands is so unbelievably chill. Like, people mention it all the time. Like. This is the most comfortable salon environment I've I ever been in. I love the name. Badlands. Me too. It's so cool. <laughs> What's your Instagram for the salon? Uh, it's just Badlands Salon. Oh, so Badlands Salon. Badlands Salon. So tell us your story of how you came into the salon and how you kind of switched it over um, to a more educational atmosphere. Um, so I did hair in Oklahoma City for 10 years. Um, I... Well, a lot of my mentorship came from a salon called Trichology. Um, That's so funny. That's, that was oh, what Destroy the Hairdresser was called before. Oh, okay. Before we were Destroy the Hairdresser, we called ourselves mm. the Trichology Project. Really? Yeah. Oh, how fun. It just came so full circle moment. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, the, the bulk of my career came from Trichology. Um, they have a lot of connections with Vidal Sassoon, so um, I made a lot of connections through them, uh, which essentially brought me out here. I, w I did a lot of education in LA and then I was just super attracted to Brooklyn. Came to Brooklyn without a job. Like as just as everybody. Like does. I yeah, well yeah, like I'm coming and someone's gonna take yeah. me. Hopefully I'm not doing shampoos for three years. <laughs> uh and I man, I just got super, super lucky. I um Sally Rogerson from Sassoon's has been my mentor for years and years. And she has always taken a liking to the underdogs that yeah. have taken her courses. And so she was a huge reference for me whenever I moved here. And so I, I got into Badlands like super, super easy. Um, I mean, they welcomed me with open arms. And I was just a little old. So you came in as a, just a normal stylist. Totally. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Deirdre, the owner of Badlands, she has a huge uh, influence from Sassoon's also. So we kind of clicked on that. Um, I would say probably within the first six months I was there, I started working on the education program. Um, and where was the switch to make it a more queer, friendly, or queer safe environment? That's always been Deirdre's vision. That was her vision? I mean, it's a, Badlands has been a salon for five years. Cool. And that was Deirdre's vision from the very beginning. I think that it's so incredible that she was so confident and sure of what she wanted her brand to be. I think that a lot of salons, when they first start out, they kind of have to like find their fit and figure out how they fit into the community. And I mean, from day one, it was like, this is who we are and this is what we're doing. And you can be a part of it or you cannot. Yeah. And just the confidence behind that idea was We appreciate just, environments like that because I mean, that's where we based ours around too. It's just like, 
we have a vision and we have a change that we want to make and this is how we're going to do it. So Yeah. And whenever you interact with people like that, you know it immediately. Like yeah. it's just a totally authentic feeling. Yeah. It makes you want to get on board. Totally. You're like, I don't know what we're doing here, but I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you uh you went in and and you didn't know how to do you didn't know how to work with the queer community, right? Really. Oh no, no, not at all. I um yeah, I think the most horrifying thing and the most embarrassing thing for me to admit is that within my first like three or four weeks of working there, I was talking to a client and I said the word transvestite. Instead of transgender. <laughs> Instead of trans or tra- transgender. And Did they just like no, well, I mean, I thankfully the client didn't seem that turned off by it, but as soon as I got done with that client, one of my, my now co-manager, Kayla, immediately came up to me because she is like the like pronoun and gender fluidity like police. Like she's so, so good at it. Yeah. And like anytime someone says, cause I mean, people slip up all the time. Yeah. I mean, even like I work with a couple of trans people and even sometimes they slip up, you right. know what I mean? Like everybody. And let me just say tranny is not a word that you use. No, definitely not. And I learned that too. I'm telling you, like I felt like such an idiot when yeah. I first started working at Badlands. There were so many words that I used. Like I had no idea. I mean, I had the correct saying, not saying women, haircut and men's haircut yeah that in itself took me probably two or three months if anything i hope this podcast is a call to action to people to even if this there are some communities out there that this isn't going to fit in because maybe they don't have a queer community in their area but it but you also don't know that one person might exist well and you also might be the first person to, to normalize it in exactly your like be the first one to do it Exactly. And going back to like, but get rid of male and female. Yeah, so, no like that. That's like beyond. Like we're beyond that as a culture. Like oh, for a haircut sure. is a haircut. Yeah. I have long hair, so do I get a men's haircut or do I get a female haircut? Yeah, I have like, short. How do I choose that? The longest you get, you get a scissor haircut. Yeah, exactly. yeah. We talk about the tools that we use. Exactly. You know? Well, it was always. It used to break my heart. Like you know, when I was in the salon in Florida, and I would have, um, like, in my area. We had, we, we had a pretty big gay culture. Oh, we, yeah, in Ybor in, City? Yeah, in, like, Ybor City and Tampa. And, you know, being gay, I had, of course, all my girl, you know, would come to mm-hmm. me. And they would, it, it, my salon wanted me to charge them our our women's pricing. And it was, like. You're doing, like, barbering and Yeah, it was, like, $65 yeah. when I'm, and then it was, like, it just wasn't, it wasn't worth it. I had short hair for years. Like, this is long as my hair has, like, been in forever. And. I was just like, I couldn't, thank God I had someone in the salon to put my hair because I couldn't imagine spending, you know, that much of the time to get the same thing that a man would. So it was like, it was just, it's like, okay, because I'm a woman, I have to. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Well, and that can be really problematic for the client too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've had not- people ask, why do I have to pay that? Yeah. Well, and it's just silly. It's like you're walking in and you're dressed very masculine and you're asking for a very like square, sharp, masculine shape. Why, why are you, why are you? misgendering this person and then also charging them more money yeah, <laughs> like, strange i love the, yeah. the way the industry is going where we're charging for time yeah and it also brings it back to being an artist and i'm gonna charge what i'm worth in the amount of time that i'm working and so like if it takes me 20 minutes to do a haircut i'm gonna charge you 20 minutes work you know yeah, absolutely and and if it takes me two hours to do something i'm gonna charge two hours work and and i think that's that so, is, that's still very new in that community so it's taking some time but it, it's not it's fair for the artist and yeah. it's fair for it's fair to the client i know it they're probably like what? and that takes gender out of everything yeah because now it's just time it has nothing to do it's like you have such thick hair and this is going to take me so long that because you could even do a, a technical masculine cut and it take an hour and a half because of the detail in it. Oh, so why is it getting charged less 
when it's taking me longer than some of my, you know, mm-hmm. women tech guys. Yeah, so. it definitely goes in that direction. So sure. what are some, for example, there are people that don't understand what transgender means. There are people that don't know what gender fluid means. There are people that don't know what queer, like, can we go through some of the words that you that you have used or people that, that come to your salon use for themselves that we Dictionary can, time. Yeah, that kind of, <laughs> yeah, like more definition, but like just a, a friendly way for people at home to understand what the differences are. Because I guarantee you everybody either had this question or didn't know they had these questions and now they want to know. There are people that don't even know that the difference between transgender and gay. Like yeah. there are some people that just don't know the difference. Yeah, so uh, transgender is the gender that you identify with. Um, so that could be gender neutral. So you would say they or them mm-hmm. or their name, or if they identify as a female, you say she, and if they identify as a male, then you say he. So transgender is someone who has binary body parts of a yes. certain gender, correct? but they are choosing which gender they actually identify with or no gender at all. Correct. Okay. That's transgender or gender fluid. So typically how it goes is that if I, through conversation, can establish that my client is trans, then I immediately ask them which pronouns they prefer. Okay. Um, Because there are a lot of trans people that really just want to shed the idea of gender altogether. Mm -hmm. And any identifying as any sort of gender can be problematic for them. Okay. Uh, So that's usually the direction that I go with that. And then I actually will go in like into our software and I will make a note on every single person for for what pronouns they prefer because we have a lot of what we call polyamorous clients okay. at our salon as in they will see just any stylist that we have there. <laughs> they don't have just one preferred they stylist. Everyone. They love everyone. <laughs> and so they come to all of us. And um, so, yeah, so we keep record of all of those things in our software, which I highly recommend if this is like a new concept for your salon or just your own personal book, if this is something you're going to try and implement, um, going through and making those notes just until you get used to it. I mean, I've gotten to a point now where I just, I just remember, you know, right. people now totally, but at first I had like a little notebook and I was like writing down because some people it's like, they're like, I have, for instance, I had a client who went by a female name and then decided that they wanted to identify as gender neutral and then change their name to a more masculine name. And, um, they had changed it. We hadn't changed it in the computer. So I was still calling them by their female name, even though they were starting to identify as gender neutral and changed their name. And explain gender neutral or Uh, gender fluid. Yes. Yeah. Gender neutral or gender fluid is whenever you identify as they or them. They are. Okay. 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 Yes. Um, so there's no gender, no gender. Okay. There still are some things that I am not. That it, my co-manager Kayla, she is the one that is so so good right. with every little thing. And anytime I ever have I a want question, her to write, like an article, she about, yeah, I yeah, I think that, that she she's a wonderful and writer, and she yeah she would be very interested. Any of the questions that I can't answer for you guys right now, Kayla can one hundred percent answer for you. So yeah, I think, I think that would be a great follow up. And I think today is more about just clarification. And how did you how do you attract? this type of community to your business? How do you, how do, how do you guys go about it? 
is it just word of mouth right now? Is it one yeah, at a time? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's interesting because you would think in New York there would be like so much yeah. of this going on because it's such a big place. There's it, so many people. It's really not. There's yeah. not very many salons that are doing this still. I mean, I think there are a lot more on the West Coast than there are on the East Coast from what I understand, but there really still aren't. I mean, we have clients that come from Connecticut. We have clients wow. that come from Queens and New Jersey. Yeah. Just because it's a very comfortable environment for them. And they say as soon as they come in, like, I'm so happy that a place like this exists for me and and, and my wife and my, my family. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a very comforting. And what would be the difference between, there's, so there's transgender and there's transsexual. That's a, those are two different things, correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so transgender is more what gender you identify with. Okay. Uh, transsexual is whenever you decide to go through like hormone therapy and Research. actually like, yeah, transition to another gender. So one is more of an identity and one is more like you sexually a identify. Physical. Like a physical, exactly. Yeah. So I'm loving this. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, like, I think it's important people know that it's okay to mess up. And it's okay to ask questions like you said. I'm the sure beginning. that Kayla's probably cringing right now, and I've messed up like four times already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so in the follow up, I mean, I think that it's something. It takes it takes a really long time to get comfortable. And like I said, even some of my trans coworkers mess up every once in a while. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like, I mean, it's, it's a rocky road. To it absolutely is. But well, I think the issue is that no one is asking questions, and they're afraid. Mm -hmm. And what's happening is that they're messing up, or they're not asking, and then it or they just dismiss it all together. Yeah, and it yeah. puts a divide, and, and it it creates like a like a wedge in the community rather than asking questions because some people I love when people ask me questions and but I'm you know Aries Hampog like I love <laughs> I love the attention but I love when people ask me questions about anything and I want to educate them or teach them anything I can so I, I just feel like we will need to speak up more and ask questions so we can yeah we can I, bring this full circle and make it more and I think too it's not about being politically correct as much as just being a respectful courteous yeah, being yeah. Courteous and respectful. Human. <laughs> just being human like yeah. and making everyone feel comfortable at all times it's not about well especially us as hairdressers it's like we're healers that's our job yeah like we're supposed <laughs> to be healers i we love are. that we totally are. we are though yeah i've never thought of it that way but it's so true it's, it's always true. a joke we're therapists we're ha <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i've never heard that that's a florida <laughs> thing i've never heard that i've never heard that. i'm a therapist like right. it's so cheesy i'm yeah. doing <laughs> something your mother would say she probably told me <laughs> <laughs> um have you tell us some crazy stories that have happened in the salon i know that because you you work in um a gender neutral gender fluid salon um because things must have come up or situations must have arisen oh, and grow, man. just growing and figure thing, figuring things out. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that it's always really rocky whenever we have a new hire because I feel like we're constantly running out to them on the floor like, no, no, don't say that, don't say that. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, yeah. it, oh, everyone has that adjustment period when they first start working there. Where we Like, we just hired a new receptionist, and I guess someone failed to mention her that we don't gender our haircut. So her first shift working by herself, I heard her say women's oh, cut on the phone. It was like, no, that's like the number so one you can't. But nobody told her, you know, yeah. like, how, how is she you, supposed to know? How do you go about adding, like, incorporating this education into your like salon education so we have um a i mean deirdre's had she developed a really good education program um and then took me on board to help uh to help her teach it 
And one thing that we have added into it is a new hire program. So in the new hire program, I mean, you have to go through and we want to make sure that you know what you're doing, obviously. Um, And we do have some like kind of like standard requirements as far as like skill level goes and stuff like that. But the biggest part of it is talking about how to talk to your clients and how to be respectful of, you know, what pronouns they like and and prefer and stuff like that. So um, that's something that everybody learns whenever they first start, whether you're a receptionist or an assistant or a stylist. Do you guys promote yourself as a safe space or, um, absolutely. Or is it just word of mouth? Um, we, I mean, we definitely are starting to promote ourselves as a safe space now. Um, we have become a lot more proactive in the political community as I mean, we always have been, but especially here lately, it's definitely become a place that people feel safe whenever there's not very many places to feel safe. Um, and I feel really proud to be a part of that yeah. to be able to provide salons need to do like because of the political climate salons need to be safe spaces yeah for anyone like you said we're healers and if we can't accept everyone and learn how to treat everyone the same and learn how to be on the same page then what are we doing in the beauty industry absolutely besides well, remaining well, I mean, how are we healing yeah yeah, yeah um i mean we've definitely had to uh 86 a few clients for like disrupting our safe space you know yeah. it's like i mean just just blatantly hateful gay bashers coming oh, in and they're so there intentionally to offend you know and like they're I mean, getting services just to cause problems yep absolutely wow. uh, i mean it's only happened it's only happened once since i've been there yeah um but we absolutely will not stand for that that is the that's the only time that we will put our foot down and say, get out of here your money's no good does here. anyone ever come in and over sexualize the salon <clears throat> yeah because i feel like that yeah i mean it's, we would deal with that at, at the institute mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's never been like a super super serious situation it's just kind of one of those things where it's like you know like hey i'll call the place down the street and make it you over there you know like yeah. this is not working out <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> you know i mean we don't want to get too too crazy with it it's like how do you find that that even ground of professionalism slash fuck off like yeah. right yeah, yeah. it's funny i was just talking to one of um one of my former employers last night and she called me and she was like i had to i had to yell at a client to get the fuck out and i was it was like we try to like be professional but there's just times where you're like you gotta get the you fuck just out. have to Mm-hmm. If someone is not leaving, like, yeah, you have this to, person wouldn't leave. They're not giving to get the fuck. Oh, it's funny because <laughs> I was telling them most people instantly go to the owner's back or like against the owner, and they're like, you know, oh my god, the owner yelled at me. Rather than like, no one ever asked, well, what did the client do? <laughs> like, yeah. What was the crazy? Person yeah, like doing? usually, unless someone is having like a mental breakdown, there's are very rare that an owner will just go yell at the client. <laughs> I mean, even <laughs> yeah. for like. The, a littlest thing like to get to that point it has to be extreme and no one ever asked like well, what did the client do mm-hmm. instead it's always you know they're protected so there's a new law that's passing in different states where um salons are now legally responsible for reporting abuse uh domestic violence oh yeah it's yeah. starting to spread all it's over starting the states. mid mid the middle states yeah, yeah. And I like, haven't heard anything about this. So it's now becoming law. And, and it's, they have to take training. And the law is actually called something cute. It's called, like, cut it out or cut – something like – they, like, named it this, like, really adorable thing. And then the idea is that if you see bruises on someone, if you know that someone's being abused, if someone – Know the signs, how to deal with it, how to speak You are to legally someone. responsible. If they leave, you are happens. now legally responsible. 
for their. Oh, so this is the client. If the client comes in looking like this, or yes, you're like, oh, the wow. But so, as hairstylists, because we have this relationship and we are able to yes. heal and get close, and it's we're they, responsible they're for putting their... them through training. Wow. To know the signs. And I think Chicago the... Is, the, is the first one to do it. I think Chicago. That's incredible. Is Ohio doing it too? Yeah, Kate it's spreading around. It's becoming a thing. But we wanted to do an article about it because I think it's people need to know about it. And I think that's what should be happening anyway. I can't believe I haven't heard about this. Whether it's a legal NPR was not. talking about it. So wow, that's great. We'll post more about it so you guys can read it. But you can also Google it. It's um, But it's just that as hairdressers, we're responsible for reporting domestic violence have you seen any have you ever seen abuse come into your salon because i would imagine that there would be abuse in that in the queer community i know in the gay community there is the queer community there is you must see it or experience it i mean yeah there's definitely been um a couple of different scenarios where i felt like like i needed to say something yeah um and it's usually i mean because also it's like you want to create a safe space for someone and maybe this is their escape from yeah. that, you know, um, the specific situation that I'm thinking about actually happened when I was in Oklahoma City. Um, and it was just kind of one of those things where I was just like, hey, like, you know, if you need a place to stay or if you need a friend, I know that sometimes like you might feel a little isolated. Yeah. But I'm kind of detached from your personal life. So if you need someone separate, yeah, I can be that person for you. I think that sometimes it's also important to kind of give the client the option. Yeah. You know, like I've had clients who've had family members that have passed away or, you know, really, really tragic things happen and then come into the salon. And I think it's really important to say, hey, this can go however you want it to go. Like if this is something you want to talk about, we can talk about it or I can be your biggest distraction. Yeah. You know, like what what do you need from me? Because we are healers, right? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes the escape is that healing moment, you know? Like yeah. I've, well, everybody, I feel like everybody goes, mothers come to the salon to escape, like business people come to the salon to escape. It, it really is. That's what we did. It's an escape. So it's interesting. I, I working in Florida, I, now I'm like going back and thinking about all the times I yeah. dealt with someone who was queer and I didn't know what I was doing and like how to handle it. And, and I, that's the sad part is like, Caleb and I, I hope I, everyone at home is like, really, like, oh my God, like reevaluating those moments. Yeah. And not, like, beating yourself up about it, but just being, like, it's more common than what I'm... Yeah, like, don't, yeah, don't feel bad about it. Yeah. Like, we've, all, we've all been there. We're all learning as we go. One thing that I was going to mention, and Drew actually um, told me about this, there uh, was an article or uh, an issue of National Geographic that came out in January, and the whole issue is all about um, gender fluidity and... Um, the queer community. And I think it'd be cool to give people a blog to look at, a way to... Because a lot of people read our blogs and don't listen to our podcast or vice versa, so it'd be nice Yeah, to... and, like, give them something. How do... Well, people even are... just, like, a reference. You yeah, know? like I a mean, reference It's a lot guide. of information to take in all Cheat sheets. Right, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think we should create one. We'll, we'll give you guys one of those so you can set, put it into your salon. You can train other people how to do it because I know that it's... This is only going to get bigger and this is yeah. only going to get more common or become more common, so... To be prepared would be beautiful. Would be great. So we usually end our sessions with um, salon horror stories and a few questions. Any any part of your career. Any you're working about anything, man. I. <laughs> it's weird because I feel like my worst story happened like when I first started. Keep in mind, I started doing hair when I was sixteen. You can be a licensed hairdresser. Well. Oh really? Yeah. Oh cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Babies. Yeah. 
So my very first salon that I worked at was called, um, it's still around, Velvet Monkey is the name That's of the salon. Velvet what? Velvet, Velvet Monkey. Monkey. Velvet Monkey. All I heard was Velvet Mama. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> That's fun. The Velvet Monkey. Um, which was like, the, I mean, you walk in and it looks like a tattoo shop, you know what I mean? It's like everyone's covered in tattoos and it's like crazy color hair. So of course that's where I wanted to work. When I first got out of hair school, I'm just 16 with bright pink hair. I had been working there for I like less than a month, like three weeks, like just out of hair school. And it was the day that the owner of the Velvet Monkey was, she only worked one day a week at that location. She had three locations. She only worked one day a week at that location. And it was a day, it was like my first day working with her ever. And she was like my idol. <laughs> like I wanted to be her. I couldn't even believe that she hired me to work at her salon. I felt so cool. I was so excited. And this this person came in and he sat down on my chair and he was like, I just want you to shave my whole head. Like he was like kind of starting to go bald on top a little bit. You know how they just like want just like yeah. a buzz, maybe a little bit of a taper at the bottom, clean it around the ears and send them on their way. And I said, okay, you want me to just shave it bald, like all the way down to the skin? <laughs> and he was like, yes. And I was like, okay. And so I took my clippers Right down the top. Never, ever do this, new hairdressers. <laughs> Always start in the back when you're unsure of what guard to use. I went right down the middle in the center, like, top of his head with a zero, just all the way down to the skin. I went through. I did my first pass. And then he said, is that a three guard? Oh, my God. And you're like, and you just said shave it bald. Yeah, I said, I said the word bald. I swear, I said the word bald. But he, does it look like a three guard in the middle of your head? You have a landing strip now. <laughs> no, but, no, he had a landing strip, and the worst part about it is that he was already kind of starting to go bald. So he had a little bit of a recession, and I just made him look like George Costanza, <laughs> like, like straight up. Like, he looked way more bald than he did when he oh, came in. No. So at that I, point, you have to finish. Uh, no, I was like, I, <laughs> so I went through and I was trying to blend well, you it. Can't I, blend that. I don't know what I was <laughs> thinking. Like, <laughs> how, like I, like, I was trying to, like, cloud. like, you would with the like teeth a fade up to a little. Yeah, like, I was trying to, like, blend out the line through the top of his head. I mean, uh. for, like, an hour. And I, and he was so mad, of course. He didn't let me shave his whole head. I was like, it's going to look so much better if you did. It'll be grown out in like oh. two weeks. He wouldn't let me do it. He was so mad. And I was like, you can have free haircuts for the rest of your life. I'm so sorry. I was like giving him all this free stuff, like all these samples. And he was just like, not having it. So pissed oh, off. No. And I was like, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to lose my job. Like I just got hired at the coolest salon in Oklahoma City. And now I'm about to lose that job. <laughs> Like right off the Over bat, Mr. Non-Communication. The greatest moment though was as soon as the door closed and he walked out, the owner, Estrella, just was like, ah! <laughs> like started like cracking up. She was like, that was the funniest shit I've ever seen. Uh, I was like, oh, thank God she thinks it's funny. Uh, <laughs> like that client is never going to come right? back here again. Did he ever come back? No. Uh, I, I mean, have a similar story because this one guy came in. I was young. I was like probably 17 or 18. And he was like, I want to fade. So to me, a fade is like tight and tapered, right? Am I crazy? No. Okay. It fades up. <laughs> yeah. And it's tight. Yeah. Like it fades from like a zero to a one, two, like maybe a one, two, three. So I did, oh, zero, one, two, three-ish, then some cutting. And he goes, oh, no. And he's like, this is really short. He's like, I meant like yours. And mine was just like short on the sides, long on the top. And I'm like, oh, that's not a fade. Like a fade, <laughs> like when I think of a fade, I'm like, yeah, short, tapered, and tight. And he's like, oh, that's not what I wanted. And like, I hate when you do something wrong. 
or you miscommunicate and you're both just sitting there like none of like he's not getting out of the chair mm-hmm. and I'm just and not, we're just like at a standstill <laughs> like neither of us have decided like stand off yeah exactly and we're just I'm who's like, moving first well there's nothing I can do like yeah, can't this put is it back what on. it is now and he was out and like all you can do is like apologize but like how many times do you apologize or then you like, try to yeah. do that but it looks so good on you like you should wear this all the time you try to like it was such like, a like this is your summertime yeah and it's gonna grow so fast like we all have those like sayings that we say when something goes wrong like to try to make up for it yeah. it's just i think we should just be real like i fucked up you didn't tell me what you wanted i didn't do what you wanted it happened so it's a good fade though what do you uh what do you dislike or hate about the our industry and the beauty profession um i think that the thing that I guess it's like the thing that I'm going to turn it into something positive. So I don't, I don't like the ego. I don't like the competitiveness. Um, I remember Sally Rogers was saying one time when I was taking a class from her, she was like, there are so many people on this planet that need their haircut. Like we are not in competition with each other. Like we're working together. There's plenty of hair to do. Yeah. There's plenty of hair to do. It's not a competition. You know? Um, I think that that competitive nature needs to completely die off. I don't think that there's any room for it in the hair community. Um, I think, I mean, I think a lot of hairdressers. We should feel be lifting each way. other up and guiding each other and helping each other to the next level. Completely. Yeah. And what do you love about the industry? Um, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I've been, I've wanted to be a hairdresser since I was like 10 years old. Um, I, I really, I, one thing that I really, really like is that client that sits in my chair that I can tell that they just like so don't like me right off the bat. Oh, those are my <laughs> favorite by, too. But by the end of that visit, we're like laughing and they love me and I love them and then they become like my favorite client. Like, because they I judge you by your looks. Well, but you judge them too. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I hate to be the one to admit this, but you know, whenever someone like, that walks in that looks bitch. super conservative, I'm like, oh, great, here we go. Oh, I, my best, I made a, one of my best friends. Unfortunately, she passed away years ago, but. She walked in and she had like I worked at a high end salon. We we're all wearing like we we're all dressed up, and she walked in wearing like a Bob Marley shirt with like a bandana. There was like paint all over her hand, like she was a painter. And I was like, in my first, my first thought was like, she's she's not gonna pay this much for my, she's not gonna pay what I charge. Like that was my thought. Mm-hmm. And then we were friends for life. Yeah, <laughs> literally like yeah, the best of friends. I love that. I love it whenever people prove me wrong. Like I mean, you interact with so many people all the time. You think that you have people figured out, and then they surprise. They completely surprise you. Especially at your salon, I feel like it would be. Oh yeah. It's funny that you still judge. Like you judge the opposite people. I bet we do. Yeah, judge, totally. Like the, like, the, like the button up. Like yeah, yeah. We judge based off of insecurities, and that's the issue. That's we gotta stop. Stop this fear of being being judged and just go for it but it's, it's true that's my favorite i told my favorite moments too but sometimes you have those people they don't like you and they're just not gonna like you but yet i've had clients that don't like me but don't stop coming yeah like, it's a weird thing they love that they don't like you <laughs> I mean, and i'm just like we hate each other but i give her good hair and she pays me and i had one woman <laughs> in naples florida who was so mean to me all the time but she would tip me so well <laughs> she would pay me whatever i whatever we ended up doing but she would yell at me, get mad at me. It was like abuse. She, that was her way to heal. She was the kind of person that would like, <laughs> like she would me. knock on the back room and be like, hey, we're done. And I'm like, the timer hasn't gone off yet. And she's like holding it and it's like counting down like five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, you, but she never liked, like, for the holidays, she would bring me gifts, like big expensive gifts and just be like, here you go. And like go outside and smoke a cigarette. Like, yeah, she was such a crazy person. 
<laughs> and then when I left, she was pissed. Yes. Like, well, what am I supposed to do now? And I'm like, I, oh, you I, do like me. Yeah, you do it's appreciate such a weird, me. It's such a weird. I had the same thing, and I was just like, bye, peace. It was, it was so funny because like she went through a divorce while I was with like doing her hair, and she had been married for forty years. <gasps> And I'm like, how do you get divorced after 40 years? Like, you've already done everything to each other. You've gone through everything. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, it was so, it was so crazy to watch that. It's so interesting to watch. You're with people when they go through stuff. It's such a weird thing. It is yeah. a healing process. Sometimes you, my mom was, you know, I've talked about this before. She was a hairdresser for 30 years. She actually had clients till they died. Yeah. And like did their hair at their funerals and that. I don't think that's something that we think about. That we might have a client. If we were behind the chair for that long, we might have a client that... I remember working in the salon where the owner, her name was Gina, she had a client who, he was dying of cancer, and he came in and it was, and he was like, this is my last haircut. And she had to like get through it, and they said goodbye, and she, she, she went in the bathroom and like, no, we couldn't get her out. Uh, like it was, she was a disaster. I, but yeah. that's like, that was important to this person. Like, we're important to these people. Like, yeah. he was, in his mind, he was like, oh, I have to go get it. Like, I have to get a, one last haircut. It was oh. just, it's so, but it's so, it's, it's sad. I know, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> it's, it's, the it's, past couple podcasts have, like, been, like, feelers. Like, we're trying to, like, make them cry in their cars. No, but I think it's so, these stories are so important because, like, it goes back to everything you were saying, like, that we are healers. And, like, we do have this responsibility and it's. It's kind of overwhelming. I think we constantly need to be reminded of that. It's like, we do this all day, every day, so it's really easy for it to seem, like, very, like, repetitive and mundane to us, but, like... Because it becomes a job. We, yeah, we are reaching people and impacting people, and I think it's super important to remind each other of that all the yeah. time. Like, hey, don't forget the role that you play in yeah. people's lives. Well, we want to thank you for playing the role that you play mm -hmm. at Badlands, because it's a really cool thing. It's really and important And everybody to have. at Badlands, too. Yeah. Just so we hope to hear more from your team. We hope to meet more of your team and get some blogs from your team and just learn more about. And it sounds like you guys have a lot to say. And we so want love to, to hear be it. the platform to, to post it. So. Well, we, we certainly appreciate it. Cool. So well, thanks, thanks for, for being on the show. Here. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. If anyone out there is listening that is, is queer or gay or identifying in that realm, please reach out to us if you have questions or if you have stories. You can reach out to Addison. Her Instagram is at Addison underscore NYC. Correct. Um, you guys can email us at info at destroythehairdresser.com. Or Instagram at destroythehairdresser. Yeah, and we'd love to hear your stories. Or if maybe you're, you know, you're not part of that community, but you service that community in your area, we'd love to hear how you are doing it. We want to hear from you. experiences that you've had. Thank you, Addison, for being here. Um, we know that you guys are interested in learning more about Destroy the Hairdresser, so go to destroythehairdresser.com. If you have questions about classes that we have coming up, we have new starts in March. March 19th. March 19th. For Hair Babes and Hair Boss. Yes. So that's a 90-day program. It's online, so you can do it from the comfort of your own home. You can do it naked. You can do it in your pajamas. Whatever you want. And guys, it's filling up fast, so I suggest mm -hmm. jumping on it. Yes. I, and I'm excited about it. We've had a great turnout for the, the first semester of it, so I think the second semester is going to be amazing. And if you're interested in private coaching which a lot of you seem to be, please go to the website and sign up for one of us to be your coach. It's so awesome. It is really dope. But No nonsense coaching. Yeah. And you get a free consultation, so might as well call and chat with us anyway. Talk to us. Coffee talk. <laughs> uh, we will see you guys next week. Be safe. Have fun. Wear condoms. Don't text and drive. And don't have unprotected sex. I like how you're talking about sex. I'm talking about that. <laughs> don't do cocaine, folks. <laughs>
Don't do Bad drugs. for the schnoz. Be safe out there. It's a rough world right now. Scary. The scary, scary Trump world. <laughs> Bye. Check us out at www.destroythehairdresser.com.